Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Nothing But The Truth. Today we're going to do an interview first, and before, well, after that, we're going to talk about the topic for tonight. The topic is 20 Things That Hold Black Women Back. But before I go into that, Ashley and Shell are on assignment today and will be back with us next week. And let me bring in the first person. I know Chi-Town's on the other end. Before I bring him in, I'm going to bring in this lady real quick so she can say a piece and how we can support her real quick. Hello, Lisa, are you in? Hello? Hello, Evan? this is Lisa. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Lisa, well. call it. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want her to kill me, y'all, because she's trying to do a thing. Paulette. Let's tell everyone. Huh, go ahead. I said Paulette. Get it straight. Ta- See? She won't talk about <laughs> Yeah, I'm just playing. Story. No, I know, uh, I know. Well, yeah, let's tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, My name is Lisa Paulette. I am a Howard University alum. I just graduated in May. Um, and I entered this Indiana Idol karaoke contest, and I was actually a semi-finalist, so I'm calling because I need your help. I really, really would appreciate it if you would vote for me. Um, I'm actually kind of behind in votes because as of right now, um, I had American Idol auditions in Atlanta the same day, so I wasn't able to lay my track down. Um, so if you go to the website, you don't actually see a link to click on to hear me sing like everyone else. So I'm at a great disadvantage, and I would really love it if you guys could vote for me. Um, the website is http colon forward slash forward slash web dot courier press dot com forward slash karaoke and you can vote once a day um, for every email account that you own and voting ends on Friday the twenty fourth. So like I said, I would really appreciate it if you could vote for me. And um I actually made a video of me singing, and you can check it out on YouTube. Just search for my name, and it will say, uh, Vote for Lisa, 
um, or Indiana Idol, and it'll have um, the information where you can actually click on the link to vote from there instead of me telling you the link. So it'll, it has it in the description. Um, I also have it on my MySpace page. I also have it on my YouTube um, on my Facebook page. So if you would be so kind to vote, um, I would love it. Yes, everyone, just go ahead and go to my group page, and she's on there as well too. She's right. right there on the wall with the same information if you want to as well. Well, I know a few people want to ask, you know, what made you want to start singing, you know, was it something that you started as in childhood or people later on in life encouraged you to go ahead and start singing? Um, actually, I grew up singing. I was a shy child. Um, I sang actually to myself in a corner. I taught myself how to sing. I would listen to Tony Braxton, um, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, and I would make sure no one was around because I wasn't really you know, encouraged to sing. I wasn't really, um, you know, my parents didn't approve of it. So it it was hard. So I'm actually, now that I've graduated, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to follow my passion. I'm going to follow my dreams. And, you know, no one's going to stop me. So that's why basically I am... Um, trying to put myself out there and get as much exposure as possible. Um, no, that's about it. I love this thing, though. It's, it's my power. Yeah. yeah, we heard you. We heard I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it so, was well. Well, let yeah. me ask you this. You know, mm-hmm. if if you do make it out there, I'm hoping you do because I don't want to hold back anyone. If you do make it, is there a particular record company that you would like to be on? Um, no, I don't have a, a particular record company in mind. I would like it to be you know, a major record label, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to take it one step at a time. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's good, right? That's all good and gravy, you know. <laughs> now, yeah. when you first start singing, you know, when you did this competition. Was you scared? Mm-hmm. Was I scared? I um actually I go karaoke a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Being in DC, I would always be at the meeting place. They, that's a nice karaoke bar. They have a good selection. Um, but I actually like I really wanted to major in voice in college, but my parents told me that they weren't going to pay for it if I was to you know major in voice. So I chose business. Um, instead, I mean, I was good at it, but it's not my love, you know. It pays the bills, you know, so. But. Um, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Do you have any yeah, more I mean, questions? Well, no, you answered all my questions before I even started. I was like, did she, did she read my mind or did she get something off my computer or something? <laughs> <laughs> all my stuff was lined up and you would answer exactly all the questions I was about to ask you. So Wow. <laughs> I'm a psychic. Hell, so if the singing don't work, you can always be a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to go to jail like Miss Clea. Call <laughs> <laughs> me for a free psychic reading. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they believe you, though. Hell. <laughs> 
Shoot. Yeah, well, right. I appreciate you taking out this time and, you know, I talking to us about this I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have you on a show because you never know. You could blow up, and then you could say, I had an interview. And I'd be <laughs> like, yeah, I had it, but no one ain't going to believe me. They'd be like, well, that boy lying. I said, yeah, I did, whatever. <laughs> right. I, I got proof. So mm-hmm. I, I wish you luck on it, and we're going to keep chatting so you know, until you get real big, and then you then you push people away. And <laughs> that won't happen. You know, I'm very down-to-earth, very grounded, and that won't happen. I know that. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I thank you for this time. You know, you can still listen to the show mm-hmm. if you want to, or you can go to the website, which you know is www.blogetalkradio.com forward slash NB underscore true. It's on your Facebook page. I'll just cut and paste it. Okay, then. <laughs> okay. All well, right, then. Thanks for having me. Talk to me. you later. All right, mm-hmm. bye. Bye. Now we're about to get into the real deal. I'm about to bring in my boy, Chi-Town. What's good with you? Can you uh, hear me? Much. Yes, I can. Uh, I'm just enjoying this <laughs> rainy, sunny day out here in Chi-Town. Uh, I take some rain over this heat, man, because it is killing people. It's about 91 degrees right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't too many big girls out there doing that today, you know. <laughs> So, they, they, in a, they in a restaurant trying to hog up some air conditioning and some cheeseburgers. But. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man, it, it's it's been good. I mean, I was going to have Shell and Ashley come on here, but they say, you know, they was out doing assignments, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you never know what life brings you, but, you know, yeah. I'm here and I'm ready to chop yeah. it up, man. Yeah, man. Yes, we want to get into the subject because a lot of people, I, I put the same thing on, on Facebook, but a lot of people didn't respond. Some of them, most of them agree with you, but uh, I know on MySpace it was a different story, and it was dealing with the 20 things that's holding black women back. I would like to go ahead and let you explain that. Okay, basically the 20 things that are holding women back is a list that I that I found on another message board. So what I did was I reposted it as a discussion topic, and to my disappointment, uh, most of the comments didn't really discuss the topic at hand. It mostly discussed uh, number 20, uh, which was uh, unsafe sex. And it basically uh, addressed the high HIV rates amongst black women. And what I found was black women uh, on on my blog, not all of them, but a lot of them, wanted to blame the down low brother or the fact or um, that uh, black men don't go to the hospital or to the clinic for checkups as much as women, which is which is true to some extent, and to some extent, it's a bunch of BS, but. Instead of having the whole list uh, discussed, we just really got into that, and only a few people really wanted to address the list. Now, another yeah, response, I mean, a, another response that I got um, regarding the list from women was, um, "Okay, well, th- this is just a general list that could apply to all races of women, 
and you really didn't need to post that kind of negativity because it doesn't help the black community. And I feel this way about it. When 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 people make those kinds of statements, it's because they're they don't want to address the issue, they don't want to discuss it, and they don't want to discuss any solutions. And I have a problem when people make those kinds of statements because you know, they want to run away from the problem because let's face it, discussing the problem really doesn't feel good whether you're a black man or a black woman, you know, because mm-hmm. You know, I know black women are being affected most by the the, the uh, numbers of new cases of of uh, HIV, but black men are affected because that's mostly our dating pool right there. I mean, yeah, we have interracial dating going on, but for the most part, most black men still are polarized with their dating choices and choose to date black women. So if we got... 70% of new cases being made up by black women, that's a problem for yes, black men as is. well. It is. Yes. Anyone wants to get in on this and make a comment, we're going to start accepting them now before we step any further into any more discussion at 646-716-7911. Again, the number is 646-716-7911. I know from what I got from Facebook, I had Ashley, one of the hosts, co-hosts with me. She says, unfortunately, society plays a part, men and all of it, damage black women. What do you think about that? To a certain degree, it's uh, true, to a certain degree, because when when you look at American society, um, what what is uh, promoted are white Ideals. Let's just be real. Uh, white American ideals, which is uh, capitalism, which is uh, wealth, but more so material possessions. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, black women are are uh, victimized by this subconsciously because they think they're they're looking in their situations a lot of times and thinking, gee, um, well on TV. Uh, the white man had, you know, showers his woman with gifts, uh, doesn't give her HIV and all this other stuff, but that's not happening in my life. I mean, I'm living in my apartment. Um, I pay the bills, but I'm not getting diamond necklaces. Um, that's true. <laughs> I'm not being I'm not being rewarded for my promiscuity. <laughs> so it's crazy. I think so, too, about the media and stuff. Because, you know, that was one of my first episodes when I was talking about the perfect person. And it's like everyone, like I told, I don't know if you was listening, uh, I told people about the situation with my ex-girlfriend and how she basically told me that she didn't want to be with me because I wasn't the perfect one. And I said, we've been together for a year and a half. What do you mean by a perfect one? Because she started, she basically come and say, I didn't want to be with you. She was just trying to flake off how much she won't be the other guy because he's tall, he has all this money, just like it is in a book. Because she's talking about comparing me to a Walt Disney book. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm sorry, go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, well, what I was going to say is that when, when you really think about it, a lot of women don't know what they want 
So they're going by with uh, what society has told them to want and desire. Now, with, with, with society, whether it be uh, their mothers, fathers, uh, friends, pat, church pastors, whatever, have told them to desire, or even advertising for that matter, which is a tall man with loads of money, you know, which, to be honest with you, that only makes up a minority of men across all races. But, you know, we we have those ideas, ideals being pushed across women who don't know what they want in the first place. They're going to think, well, that's what I should want. That's what I should go after. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes they do get what they want. And in a lot of those uh, scenarios, they find themselves unhappy because they re- they realize that yeah he may have a lot of money yeah he may be uh, seven foot four yeah he may have a mean skyhook but he's not providing her what she really needs what you know which is a real man who exudes manhood who's a true leader that man may be weak that man. Uh, may not have any integrity. That man may put himself in situations to uh, ruin the family or their safety as well. So mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm getting at is society doesn't push across, um, it, it doesn't communicate to women that they need to be looking for characteristics and a man's character as opposed to um, monetary um, possessions, material possessions, height, superficial things for that matter. You know, that's yes. all they push across the women that, okay, this is what you look for in a man. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a perception of idealism versus realism. Because let's be real, everyone's not going to get the perfect person. I, I'm, like, absolutely. That's, that's what I'm, media portray as the perfect person. They need to get right. the realistic person. <laughs> oh, a lot of times when them, especially uh a lot of the women who who um are with uh, a lot of those big money cats who mm-hmm. who drive around the Ferraris or who have um decent positions at their corporation, you know, C level cats, a lot of times those women are stepping out with men that don't even fit the description that they told you that they wanted a man. You know, the, the cats that they're st- stepping out with a lot of times are not 6'10". Um, they don't make $100,000 a year. They may have a car, but it's a hoopty. Uh They may have their own place, but it's a basement apartment. But these women step out with these guys, these types of guys, because those guys bring to the table that manhood, uh, that, that leadership that they're missing in their uh, relationship or their marriage. That's so true right there. Now, what do you think about one of the one of the issues right here? Number two, this is the one that's been going on around here down in the south, which is, to me is stupid, the fear of being alone. I talked to one sister about her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, and she said, I'm thinking about getting back up with him. I said, why are you thinking about getting up with him? Again, she said, you know, no, ask, why did you break up with him? Well, he act like he didn't, uh, didn't have enough time to spend with me and stuff. Now he wants to get back up with me. 
I said, how often do you spend time? Did he call? No, he didn't call. I'm just tired of being alone. I'm scared of being alone. I mean, what do you think about that that mentality right there? Well, a lot of times uh, women have that mentality because, for one, even if it's a dysfunctional relationship, you got to remember, women are emotional. So when you take that into consideration, women don't really want to step away from comfort unless they really have to. And even though that may be a dysfunctional relationship, I can't really say because I don't know all the the facts or the real reason they broke up, but Mm -hmm. even if it's a dysfunctional relationship, she's comfortable with that guy because he's familiar. Well, yeah, go ahead. And, you know, and and women, when when they get familiar, I mean, when they get comfortable with a person, they're not very quick to leave them. So, and, and um, a lot of times that kind of mentality sets them up for failure because you hear this story all the time about women being in two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year, 10, 15, even 20-year dysfunctional relationships where that, that don't work out where they basically lost all that time they could have been using to get uh, an upgrade in their man, you know, Shoot. through another man, I should say. Yeah. Well, we got a caller right now, and it's caller 202. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's hey, up? what's good with you? What do you think about this, my brother? Man, sound bitter. <laughs> sound bitter? <laughs> yeah, sound bitter, man. That's what it sounds like, man. Okay, uh, why you say that? Because, I mean, every every woman that you describe, there is a man that is the same. In those two- and five-year relationships that you're saying that the woman is, because she's comfortable in, that she's just staying there, there's also a man. If the woman's not comfortable, nine times out of ten, the man isn't comfortable. So, what, who, I mean, both of them are probably responsible for their part of the breakdown of the relationship. So why is the woman, it seems like the woman is, the being, is being the one that's picked on because she doesn't leave. So what about the dude that's there because he's comfortable as well? Well, the dude who, um, a lot of times, the dude who asks the woman back, you know, even after a breakup, regardless of who broke off the relationship, a lot of times that guy is also comfortable with, not with uh, being with that person, but they they just like the convenience of having some free coochie. So that man may not have enough game to get another woman right away. So he's, he looks at it as, okay, I'll just go back with this woman because it's easier to get some sex, it's, it's convenient, it's familiar, but you better believe when he gets another woman who's better than him while he's screwing this one, he's going to leave her. Isn't she going to do the same? Pardon me? Wouldn't she do the same? Not necessarily. A lot of times uh, there's a lot of women who will stay in these dysfunctional relationships just based on the comfort level. I mean, women women don't go out and, uh, you know, get other dudes real fast if, if they're really feeling this one person. You know, so how many they, women, how many women have stayed with you for those reasons? 
she wasn't happy, but because she was comfortable with you, she just put up with your stuff. Or how many I can't. Huh? I can't put I can't put a number on it, but I could tell you one thing. Um, I deal, I've dealt with you know a lot of friends with benefit situations, and a lot of those women have stayed with me for long stretches, despite the fact that they wanted a relationship. Right. You know because I was a familiar guy. You know, they were comfortable with dealing with me. They they liked the sex. So what so, about you? How many how many of those women you stayed with because you was comfortable? You know, as I got older, none. But when I was younger, I, I did keep a woman around or two um, because, well, I, I wasn't really confident in my game. Um, I didn't have a lot of women uh, in the stable, so to speak, to call upon. So I, I stuck around with her just to satisfy my selfish sexual needs. So how how dysfunctional? Does that make you? Well, back then, I'll tell you the truth, it made me very dysfunctional, you know, because if if you really think about it, it's not really healthy to keep somebody around that you're not really feeling. Right. You know, it, it's it's better just just uh, leave her alone, you know, and, and make any kind of personality upgrades that you need to make. So that's what you did. You had to make the personal upgrades because at the time you wasn't ready to deal with one woman, so you was trying to juggle several. But once you start working on yourself, and that's where you at now, you have worked on yourself, so you're only dealing with the one woman and you're not dealing with a woman that you don't want to be with. Well, I deal with a couple of women, but, you know. Come I on, deal, man. I deal, I deal with them on my terms, though, you know. I'm not going around lying to them and saying, "Well, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna uh, be in a re- long-term relationship with you because I care about you and all this other stuff." You know, I'm being truthful with them, so. But just, can- but check this out. Everybody wants a relationship, and women have a tendency to be more patient than men. So when asked the question, "What are holding black women back?" You, you, you should put yourself in there. List yourself under the under that list as part of the problem because those women that you, the friends with benefits that you know want relationships with you, mm-hmm. but just dealing with you on your terms, mm-hmm. they're waiting on you. They're hoping that uh, they be the if they make themselves available, attentive to all your needs, that sooner or later that you will see them for the priceless women that they are because they sacrifice themselves waiting on you. When in all actuality, you're the one holding them back. You know what I'm saying? Actually, not all women are priceless. Uh, And then there's two things. There's two um, objections I have to that statement. Okay. One, not all women want that long-term relationship, you know, Women have various reasons for engaging in in uh, sexual relations with men. Uh, for instance, a woman may have a man already that she's not telling you about, and she just want she just really excited sexually about uh, said dude. And then in another case, another scenario, one you know, and this is why I deal with older women. You know, there's a lot of older women who have been in long term relationships who been divorced and 
you know, they're 40, 41. They really don't want the the, the relationship from a 22-year-old man, but they they want that boy toy. So not all women want relationships from every man that they encounter. I'm not saying they want every from every man that they encounter, but I'm, if they're dealing with you on a long-term basis as a friend with benefits, they're going to they're going to enjoy that comfort. They're going to enjoy they have some trust with you and some trust that they don't have with you. And if a woman is in, only in my belief that if a woman doesn't want a relationship, she just wants the boy toy uh, situation and all that, that's because she's fearful of being hurt again. So well, she let me w- say this then. Let me say this. What if, let's say, for instance, let's say Chi-Town made his statements clear. Let's say that he told her this is what's going to come out of it, and she agreed to it. What would you say about that? Because he, he acknowledged Basically, look, this is where we're going to take this as far as a relationship-wise. What do you think about that? I think she goes in with that intent of just being some ass. But in, would it be his fault still? No. Or be, okay. And it, it wouldn't be her fault if if they'd having this, this sexual thing. In any sexual relationship between two people, one one of the one of them changes. I don't care. If, I don't care if it's drastically or it's a little. You know what I'm saying? If we just if we just kicking it to friends with benefits, there's no need for birthday cards. There is no need to spend Christmas and doing all this other stuff. Eventually, those friends, the women with the friends with benefits, or even a guy, eventually want to. I'm bored today. Let me come over there and chill with you. Watch. TV, we watch some movies together, we'll go out to get some movies. All relationships change with comfort. With com- once you become comfortable, then there's a like. And once like is coming to the picture, there's a little concern. You know what I'm saying? And for women, if it's my belief, if a woman becomes, if she likes you, her concern automatically enters when she likes you. You follow me? So if, if she's comfortable with you, it's going to go beyond the sex. Sooner or later, she's going to want uh, to call you and tell you that her day was messed up or to share some good news with you. And that changes the relationship. That changes the friends with benefits. You know what I'm saying? A friend, my, my, in, in my, when I look at friends with benefits, I don't think it's supposed to last long. It's supposed to be a few times, then, we, then it's over. If you don't want to create no problems down the line. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to get in and talk about this as well, call at 646-716-7911. Shotown, what do you have to say about this? Do you agree with them? Well, I really don't agree with them, but here's a way you can make it work, whether whether you want to keep her around for a couple times or a couple months or even a year. First of all, you don't let the woman call you up and tell you about her day. Secondly, you don't see her. Very often, you may see her twice a month at most. Third, you don't call up when you want to uh, hang out. You call up your boys when you want to hang out with somebody. You know, you, with her, you your actions have to set the tone uh, for for your interaction with her. So you don't give her the ideal that there may be something more to this. You, you let her know through your actions. I'm gonna right. call you up at at eleven, twelve o'clock at night. We we gonna have some sex. 
So is that one sided? That is kind of crucial, though. Think about it. You, you ain't leaving her on anywhere. That's to tell her up front what, where it's going. Right. But is that one sided, though? Does she, she get to do the same thing? Does she get to call when she wants something? Or, Shot Town, when you in them relationships, you call all the shots? Oh, let me get back on here. Yeah, Shot Town. Yeah, I had uh yeah, I got cut off. Where where did I get cut off at? He asked the question and then I'm just looking, you just disappear. Repeat that question again. The question was Do you dictate this whole relationship? Can she call you up when she wants to see you? I mean, yeah, I'm in control of I mean, she can call me up when she wants some sex, but we're not gonna be you know, hanging out. We're not. It's not going to be under the guise of me being the type of person who who can listen to all her sob stories or her bad day at work or her child getting sick. It's none of that. It's right. you know, we we're going to exchange some orgasms and then we're going to move on with our work week or our daily routine. So, so what is holding Shot Town back? Pardon me. What is holding you back? Why you don't have? this relationship, why you don't want this this relationship with this one woman? I'm not talking about the friends with benefits. I'm talking about any woman. Why do you why do you want to have a selection? What's going on with you where you don't, you're not ready for a, a one-on-one relationship? Because I remember you said this is how you were in the past, but you just, you then you came back and said you still have a few that you deal with. So what's going on with Chi-Town? Well, here's here's what I let me clarify. When I said uh, you know how it was in the past, I, w- I was really referring to um, you know stringing women along, lying to them. Um, you know, whenever whenever the cupboard got dry, I would call the the past woman back and and take advantage of her vulnerability. Now I don't do that because. I realize that's hurting both me and her more more than anything, and it's unfair to the woman. But now, the difference between me now and me before is um, I don't lie to the women. I, I love them though straight up. I don't I don't do any of that buttercup stuff. And you know, if they want to if they want to deal with it, they can deal with it. If not, you know, they don't have to. Now, why I don't want um, a monogamous relationship is is really quite simple. It's because I've realized in being honest with myself that I'm not ready for a monogamous relationship. I'm still in the stage where I want to sow my oats. I'm still in the stage where I enjoy having two or three options at one time, and I don't really want to be bothered with the with the hassles of a monogamous relationship at this point. Okay. Some deep stuff right there. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Now, caller two hundred two. Did you ever look at the blog that he wrote? Well, not he didn't. No, wrote, I just I just was on the, I just was on the site and I saw what y'all was talking about, so I tuned in and listened for a minute before I dialed okay, in so I didn't yeah. see any blog. Now, now he has one for the guys. Now, do you not? Uh, Chi-Town, one that you were telling me about? Pardon me? About the, uh, Chi-Town, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah about the ones for the guys with their standards. Mm-hmm. You have that as well, too. Yeah, I, post- 
I posted yeah, one you uh, yesterday about about the uh, guys as well. Um, it's actually an old blog that I had written months ago, but I decided to repost it because I feel that um, a lot of guys are are messing up as well, and a lot of guys are putting out um, a lot of uh, false false um, false statements, uh, false beliefs. Um, they're lying, and it really messes it up for for the women that they interact with. Then they get on these boards and and start saying, "Well, he started out so nice in the beginning, and he got some sex. He just changed. Oh, baby, he didn't change. He just he just let his true self come out after that. Because now he's like, I'm satisfied now. I got me some sex." No more, no more uh, long walks in the park with, uh, you know, with, with with the roses and and the horse and carriage rides and all that. No more free dinners. No more movies. If we, if we go to the movies, we're going Dutch now. I got it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's, that's true, right there. So we did do the other one as well too, caller. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we're picking and choosing these uh, 20. We got 20 on here. I did about two or three. I think we did mm-hmm. two or three. We might have did four. Let's talk about, uh, let's see. I don't know if you're looking at it as well, too, Shata. I'm looking at the blog as well. Uh, I'm looking at the, I'm still looking at the 20. I, I don't have the 50. Yeah, I don't have the men one. one. No, not okay. the men. We're talking about the, the women one. What about okay. this one about chasing another woman's honey? Ah, uh, well, well, I'm gonna just read the um, the the commentary under it. Mm-hmm. What was whoever whoever wrote this um, list? I'm gonna just read it. He okay. said that these are black women who are who date taken or married men, and think they are trustworthy. That's just funny. For some reason, black females are led to believe that once they obtain their college degrees, that they are above this hoochified mentality. To my educated sisters, I leave with one name, Karen Sanford, Ph.D. Um, I'm like this here. You know, there are a lot of women out here who, who um, do date married, date um, unavailable men. Well, they're available if they're screwing them, but, you know, they they date men who are in um, serious monogamous relationships. And then these women grow older, and they talk about, well, they, there's no trustworthy men out here. I'm, I'm a good woman. But in reality, if you look at their react, if you look at their actions, those aren't actions of a good woman. A good woman doesn't date somebody else's man. A good woman doesn't uh, be a mistress, you know, when they're in a uh, in a marriage. So how so how can you expect to get a good man when you're really wasting a lot of your time in these in these uh, dysfunctional relationships with serving as a mistress? That's so true. I mean, that, that's crazy, right? Because some of them be thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna win them over." <laughs> right? Like, no, nah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's go back to what you said about how dudes were in your past. Some dudes might tell them 
that they are unhappy at home, that they want to walk away, but for whatever reasons they can't walk away. So that gives them women hope. Or if they don't have that hope, that they just think they can get any man that they want, people change. So because oh. she, what she used to do in her past, that does, does that mean that defines her as incapable of being a good woman later on? It oh, doesn't make her in in real quick. Let me get this caller in real quick. It's okay. 903. Let's see what this person has to say. Uh, 903, you're on the air. Hello. Well, hello. All a woman has to do is take out a DS and lick my car clean. Goodbye. What? We all got crazy people in here. Anyway, go ahead with you say. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, a woman's past. Uh, doesn't make her incapable, but a lot of times uh, these women, you know, continue to repeat their past mistakes and then hope for um, good results. Right. You, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't just. You know. You can't just do negative things and then expect a positive out of it. You know. Right. It, it's it's not it's not math <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, you just. If if you uh, continue to do negative stuff, if you continue to take a negative approach towards dating, you're going to get negative results. But I I do know I do aware I am aware that if a woman is willing to change her ways, you know, and, and get out of that stage, then yeah, she can get a good man. You know, she's capable of getting a good man. So she I, has to change her her whole behavior. So, do you consider yourself as a a good man? Absolutely. Okay, because I'm saying if if you saying that if a woman is doing what she's doing, how can she consider herself a good woman? So then, I then that same question will was be posed to you. How if you doing the same thing she did that you disagree with that would make her a good woman? How does that make you a good man? Because you're being honest, does that be, is that what makes you a good man? Because you're dealing with all these women and you're telling them, look, this is what it is, this is what it is. So that makes you a good man. That should be making him a good man because you think about it, he told him up front. Is that right, Shy? You told him up front. With- Absolutely. Uh, what I was going to uh, interject with was, uh, you know, because I'm being honest with them, because I'm not misleading them, because I'm not. Uh, telling them because I'm not giving them one set of standards that you know for them that I don't follow myself. Right. You know, yeah, that that makes me a good man as well as the fact that you know I do have standards. You know, I won't I won't date a married woman. I won't date a woman who's in a monogamous relationship. I won't pursue that. If she's telling me that she's um, engaged or she's married, even if she has interest. I'm gonna just say, you know what? Good luck with that, you know, and and um, see what I see. So why do you draw those lines? Because for one, um, I believe in karma. I know, hey, I may even want to. I may even decide that I may want to be married someday. I don't want that bad karma to come back on me. Another thing, I think about. Um, the other guy. Would you want your? Would you want somebody tapping your piece? <laughs> no, 
know, you know what I'm saying? If, if you're in a monogamous relationship, would you vote? Absolutely not. So I think of that, and plus, it, it it's dangerous. I mean, yeah, I think it's know. dangerous too. Have you ever saw that show called Snap? On a what's it called? Is it called a women's channel? They be really showing those ladies that be doing crazy stuff, trying to kill the woman off to get the man in the oh. jail. I mean. It ain't worth it. Yeah, I got that recording. You have to watch that stuff because that stuff can happen around here. Oh, cheaters. <laughs> you know, he, the, he he did a lot of stuff. Like this woman ended up uh, trying to cut up the woman. They finally got her in time before she ended up uh, killing the woman because she wanted the, the man to be with her, but he was like, I got a wife. And she said, well, the only way I'm going to knock this wife out is to cut her up. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> and, and, and you know when you when you're dealing with married women, you know you gotta think about everything. You just can't think about the lust that you have for the woman. You got to think about everything. Like what if you're in that woman's house and and he comes home early, and you butt naked and have to hide in the closet <laughs> or in the bathroom, and you don't know what this man's mentality is, and then he of course discovers you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, Type of man who's gonna, um, you know, blow your brains out. What what you gonna do if he's the type of man who 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 doesn't uh, use reason and logic and attacks you, and you just butt naked? <laughs> you, you can't fight nobody butt naked. Better better learn. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, let's move on to the next one right here. I got one blind by the bling. What do you think about that blind by the bling shot? Can you know explain to everyone? You know, what do you think about that concept? Well, that that general statement that uh, women counter with, uh, you know, all these things can apply to uh, different races and ethnic groups. Well, I think with this one, it's not really a a black woman issue. It's it's more of a byproduct of American consumerism because I worked as a loan officer for quite a while, and you'd be surprised how many white people have messed up credit um, have a huge o- debt overload, and you know this, this is just not a black problem. Right. However, yeah, people do need to uh, be more thrifty. Yeah, you know, I mean that's true. I think what they ought to do, you know, teach classes starting in high school, what not about money, about the concepts of money. It's just not there to spend, but it's also there to save and invest as well too. But the number they really don't teach about that. Yeah, that will, a lot. That yeah. will interfere with the economy, though. If everybody getting some money, somebody <laughs> has to be That's why it'll never happen. <laughs> you know, that's why it'll never happen. Right. <laughs> for moral reasons, that class in. <laughs> for moral reasons, it, it, you know, yeah, I, I agree. But for business reasons, it's not going to happen. You know, because the business don't make as much money. The uh, debt collectors don't make as much money. The lawyers don't make as much money. So when when you when you uh, teach uh, consumers um, smart spending habits, a lot of times that's going to dig into the pockets of everyone involved in the uh, in in the industry of um, going after people who aren't smart with their credit or or their money. Vegas will vanish. Yeah, they probably right. shut down everything fast. <laughs> so, so you know, it, capitalism actually 
it actually um, depends on uh, unwise spending habits. That's that's yeah. that's the true reason why only one percent of uh, this country control eighty five percent as well. Right. You know because people, yeah. and even and even I have it to a certain degree that I need it, I want it right now, but it's not going to ever make you rich. Yeah. Now, if anyone wants to get in, we only have a few minutes before the lines completely shut off where no one else can get in. You need to get in. Come on in at 646-716-7911. Again, 646-716-7911. Okay, now, that's now what about. I wanted to add, you know, about this list, uh, I agree with a lot of the uh, things that's on this list. I also wanted to point out that, you know, and and this is my point of view on this, and this is my speculation, but I really think this is true, that this this list was really written by one of those uh, guys who are, you know, overly nice, who's an overly nice guy, who has no backbone. You broke. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, this, this this guy who wrote this list has has no backbone, and he he's afraid to really check his woman on uh, some of these things on this list that they do. I mean, a lot of these things you could avoid just by being a true man. You know, for instance, uh, number one, the superwoman syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the little passage that he wrote. I've been with a few females who thought they can multitask effectively. It was real annoying when we were talking on the phone. They usually seem distracted, but they insist that they're still listening. Yeah, right. But <laughs> why would you stay on the phone with a woman who's distracted? Right, you sound needy. Right. True. You know, well, let me go ahead and get this 845 before you finish that sentence right there. Hold on. 845, okay. are you there? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's up? Yeah, what's up? chill, go. Go ahead, uh, Chatea. No, Go ahead, finish that thought right there. No, I was saying, you know, in this, in that one little passage, he's he's complaining about the woman being distracted by whatever's going on in her background. Maybe kids running around, uh, wrecking havoc. Maybe uh, uh, the baby daddy calling on the house phone. Uh, you know, talking about you better not be seeing nobody else. You know, all the other stuff. <laughs> I had a when, stick like that, try to do me like that too. So hey, I don't even go with your ass. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, well, I know the lick. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. It, it, it's crazy down here. <laughs> and, and then you and then you give her the phony, well, I'll just um, you know, talk to you later, you know, I'll see you busy. And uh she yeah. says, Oh no, 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 you can stay on I I got this. You know, just be a man and say, Look. You 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 got too much stuff going on right now, you know. Why don't you give me a call when the babies are asleep, when you ain't got nobody calling? Just give me a call for a couple minutes. That solves all that right there. Cause, yeah, that's cause now, true. Cause now she knows that once you're gonna uh, set that tone, she's she's gonna know not to talk to you when all this crazy stuff is going on. Right. You know, or she's or she's just not gonna talk to you at all. You know, it's just a yeah, risk that you take. But let me ask you something. Would you rather for um to talk to a woman for 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 the woman to come go out of your life that you really don't know that much about? Or would you rather for her to not value your time on the phone and continue to disrespect you like that throughout the entire relationship? 
And you have to so, stop because, you know, if you give her an inch, she would take a mouth. That was exactly. saying that I read. <laughs> so, hey, exactly. four or five, what do you think about this? Yeah, first off, this is flyness, man. I've been trying to call in in past shows, but, you know, been at work doing the work thing. But, um, but yeah, man, first off, I want to give a shout-out to Shy for all the good game, man, over the past few months, man, just getting this radio thing off the ground. Thanks, so, thanks, thanks, Flyness. I, I definitely appreciate that coming from you. What, yeah, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, first off, I think, um, in my opinion, the main, um, you know, some points, of course, I agree with more than others, but um, the main problem, I think, holding back both women and, and men, for that matter, is standards. You know, um, like you were saying earlier, you know, you, you can't expect a hoopty to ride like a Mercedes. You know what I'm saying? If you if you make bad choices, you kind of have to own up to that, you know, and that's pretty much it for that. And as far as women in particular, and I'm sure you can agree with this, I think the main thing is just the, um, I guess, society kind of creates the environment where women can, you know, kind of just place the blame on other things, not to assume full responsibility. You know, you got, you know, like weight issues, uh, failed relationships, and, you know, the whole child support thing. So in my opinion, those, those are the two main things that are kind of holding women back. Yeah, oh, I, right absolutely. In this society, you know, women don't have to be accountable for all the bad stuff that they do. Uh, you know, all, all all that happens is they get on the Oprah show and start crying about being single at 45 all their life, but they never <laughs> really do a, a, a flashback or anything like that and find out what, what this woman was doing for the past, uh, I'll say about, 20 years. Right. You know, right. I, I got to give her a buffer in the, in the late teens, early 20s, even in the mid-20s. So last yeah. 20 years, what was she really doing? Yeah, that's true. I would love to get a woman on here tonight to talk about this so they can have a voice to talk about. I thought I was going to have two, but, hey, that was on assignment. So the number is 646-716-7911. Again, I repeat, 646 716 Seven nine one one. But yeah, that, that's crazy right there. I, my friend is like that. My friend told me that his mama became an attention whore. She's forty years old, man. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. She told me she can't wait to get up in the club and find her man. So I'm like, man, <laughs> that's crazy. And you but know, her what? husband left her. She used to bully the the guy around. I don't know if I told you about this, but she used to bully the man around. She's six foot eight, right? And the dude's four foot eleven. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She's six foot eight. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's six foot. Eight. No joke. I promise you. If I had that picture, the wedding picture, I would send it to you because the picture looked like a little baby doll. But, but she used to get us paychecks. It's like when he used to go around, and you know, you got a neighborhood, right? You know, black people stay together. You know, not you know, you know what I'm saying about a neighborhood. It was tight community, a tight knit community. And then one of my boys was like, basically, they needed to ride with the dude. And he was like, okay, hold on, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my keys and take you to the grocery store. She had the keys, right? And she dangled them and said, where are you going? And he's like, I need the keys. She stuck them all the way up in the air. And he tried to jump and get them. I mean, it was so embarrassing. And, and he got fed up with it because she was just trying to boss him around. And he ended up leaving her with another short little woman. He, he was four foot eleven, so he found him a four foot eleven woman. Right. She ended up 
snapping. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm six feet tall. If my woman is six eight, I don't know, man. She may, she may have a little bit of say so. <laughs> he told me, he's like, man, my mama does nothing but a hoe. I'm like, damn. I'm like, dang, man. But, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, six foot eight. It's <laughs> a lot to climb. Yeah, I right. I'm even trying to figure that out myself, man. <laughs> man, if I can't post up, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, now she's biding to the low ex- in those low expectations that we got on this list as well, too. That's why I put it out like that, because the guy that she was married to, he had two, three jobs. He was providing everything for the family. She was working as well. But he was laying it down. Since they had a divorce, she had to leave the house. She's moving from house to house. And now she's talking to clowns. I mean, these guys, either on drugs, they still live with their mama. They're about her age, so they're 40-some years old living with their mama as well. I mean, what's about to bind into low expectations we could talk about in the community with the black woman? I ain't saying all women do that, but you know you got women that would do that. Right, right. What do you think and, about that, Sha? And, you know, what I think about it is, how long, well, first of all, before I answer that, how long um, did she stay with the guy, or did the guy stay with her, rather? Well, first of all, he messed up because she already had a child. I mean, he knew she got around. She was like one of them neighborhood cats, you know? <laughs> yeah, six foot eight. I mean, They had to be together for about 15, <laughs> 15 or 20 years, I believe. And then he like he got caught cheating. He didn't come out and tell her. She found she found out, and she was like, "Do you love me?" And he was like, "No, to be honest, I don't love you anymore." And she said, "Get the hell out of my house!" But in actuality, it was his house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be scared too. That big ass woman come chasing me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but she oh, has sorry. never been the same because the guy she been with have been, you know. I'm not even close to the guy. Well, for one, um, you know, she spent a lot of her young life with uh, a guy with with no backbone, with no sense of manhood or anything like that. I mean, I'm sorry. It's really hard to get your manhood on when your woman, you know, can can (laughs) dribble you down a court. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... But, but with, with those low expectation cats, you know, they're on drugs. They nodding off, you know. They're not really caring about what she has to say. You know, it's either their way or the highway. Right. And even though they're not real men, but that's more of a, a sense of manhood that she's ever gotten from any man that she's been with. And, you know, with her being 6'8", let's face it, you know, she ain't going to really get no big money cats, you know, or anything chasing after her. I mean, I mean, what what does well, somebody look like walking to the uh, company dinner with somebody <laughs> calling her? <laughs> so she got that wedding picture, man. You would have been rolling, man. I said, can I have a copy of that? My boy like, hell no, man. <laughs> wow. she, so she got a, a whole lot of one-night stands. Man. Yeah, because... Because the boy, he ended up hearing my homeboy, because this is his mom, he was telling about it. 
He was saying, man, his mom was talking nasty on the phone. He's waking up and listening to this. He almost flipped out. I said, man, you need to get out of the house anyway because he's already, what, 24, 25? I said, you need to be looking for your own place because now she's trying to push him out because, you know, he really didn't have a father figure in life. I mean, he had that stepdad, but stepdad really, like you say, did not have a backbone. He didn't sit down with him and say, look, man, you know your mama, you know y'all, you know how she's going to be, so you need to go ahead and start looking out for yourself ahead of time. But now she's trying to push him, push him out. She's basically saying, where, where are you going? You know, I ain't letting you drive my car no more. So what? I feel sorry for that boy, man, that, that son, you know, especially if he accidentally, you know, push that speakerphone button and, and she's like, ooh, you're going to have to get on the ladder so I can give you some hair or something, you know. <laughs> oh, he heard some crazy stuff. She talking about someone was tossing a salad. He almost threw up, man. Oh, my God. He was like, what? <laughs> He came out and told me this. I was just like, you know, I need a story because, you know, I work on the other story, Fallen Man. And he said, I got a story for you, all right. And he came out and told me that. And she, in and out with these guys, I mean, she don't care no more. Because he asked her this question, too. He was like, uh, hey, Mom, he was like, yeah, you know, what happens if you found out one of your kids was messing with drugs? How would you feel about it? You know, if I asked my mom that, my mom's going to be like, uh, it better not be you, and you better not let me sign that because you'll be out. She's like, hell, I don't care. It don't got nothing to do with me. So I mean, I, I hate to say it, but she's, he's really got to excommunicate her, you know, yeah. until the holidays <laughs> and even then, just send her a postcard or something. I mean, because you, you just can't have them kind of people in your life, you know. Yeah, that's true. Hey, but, man, I, this is uh, 202 Lamar Curry. I got to bounce. Man, this was cool. All right, then. So y'all be easy. All right. You too, Lamont. All right, y'all. All right. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I was thinking about, that lower of expectations right there. And I want to talk about now taking big girl too far because, hey, man, I'm down here in the South, man. I saw this girl in Walmart today, man. She knows she shouldn't have been wearing what she was wearing, man. That stuff was just nasty. And she was thinking she was bad, man. I understand if you big. And, you know, if you're going to be big, at least dress right. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about this? Lavis, <laughs> <laughs> I know you saw that video on, on Tariq's board the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you did, too. <laughs> man. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> I just had to throw that one out there first. <laughs> was, oh, man. Well, it's interesting every day. You know, matter of fact, before I even say that, my boy, I, I showed around town because he's from Richmond, Virginia. He was like, hey, man, take me out. Show me the clubs. Show me the bars. You know, I want to know where things at. And I took him to a bar called Al Cooper. And we okay. went in there. And that's my first time going in there. And we saw this white chick, right? And, man, at first you said, well, she got a pretty face. Then you saw what we saw. The boy almost puked. Her stomach, like she had breasts, but her stomach was bigger than her breast, man. I mean, it's just like, all right, out there. And he was like, what the hell? Why did I let that in there for? I said, man, you ain't saw nothing yet. I said, you got people in the city be trying to wipe that up. And this dude looking like Wilt Chamberlain was hollering at it. Oh, my. And, <laughs> and he was like, man, are you serious? I said, I promise you, man. I said, why do you think I do the radio show and talk about this? <laughs> I'm at ground zero here. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
I mean, what's up? I mean, she wearing stuff like you know how girls had a little outfit to halt her tops. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, happens, you know, unfortunately, I'm also getting a picture of that. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say anymore. That's what she had on. She wore that up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's up? with they taking it too far, man? I mean, what's up? What, what can we say? Eight, eight, four, five. What, you being quiet over there? What do you think about this, man? Have you saw stuff like this around here? <laughs> I know the movie you're talking about, man. I think I was one of the first people to look at it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all, all I could do was shake my head, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, I don't are, know. Are you I mean, in green, bro? Do they know people are, you know, what people are really thinking, or maybe they just regard it as attention? They're just like, look, at least some, these people are noticing me. Well, I, I, I want to throw up when I see that, man. <laughs> I mean, we we gotta realize what era we living in. We in that. Monique era, where she gets a reality show talking about uh, big women are pretty and should be models, you know. And, so I'm saying um, she dressed proper, though. You get what I'm saying? She don't be having some tight stuff that you know you shouldn't be caught wearing. <laughs> Man, like, like Devin said, it looked like all her body parts uh, melted together. <laughs> That's what good, Devin man. the dude said. <laughs> you need to buy that album. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, why do they do this, man? I mean, you say attention and stuff, but to me, that's the wrong attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it's real. It's, it's real simple. <laughs> you know, to be honest, if you really think about it, you know, just think about a um, a fat white girl who's twenty years and old. And that was what she was. It's a thing to do with smacking on it. <laughs> no, but 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 think about let's say she's uh polarized and she don't really go and venture out into the you know, black community. Let's yeah. say she's a a a, a three hundred pound Asian woman. Their men don't want big old women that, you know, need to be sumo wrestling. You know, they, they want a woman who's, you know, nicely proportioned. But in the black community, man, we, we start talking about some man, she she thick, dog. Man, I know she got some stomach, but man, you see them titties in the mask? Yeah, oh, I see you hey, missed yo. it. <laughs> well, I tell you this. I don't know if I told you. If you listen to the other show, Fallen Man, that I also host this, you know about Fallen Man. I tell you about that, Shaw. And mm-hmm. and the guy that I was with in the car, man, I almost read, man, because I was telling him, you know, I was reading Tyreek's book because, you know, some good stuff, some good material. He encouraged me that I was not the only one here. That was thinking, you know, it's got to be better than this. And I was telling him about it, and he was like, nah, man, bump that, man. You got to lower your standards. I was like, no, you don't, man. I said, if you don't like big girls, it's different. I know a guy that likes preference for big girls, but if you don't like big girls, don't be trying to lower your standards to talk to them then if that's what you don't like. He was saying to me, hell, man, you got to get everything comes across, and you can't knock them big girls down because they got the wettest pussy you got to try it. I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was straight, man. I was like, don't talk to me like that in the car oh, again, man. man. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, contagious, God. too, man. You got to be careful, man. Yeah. <laughs> I had to cut them off, man. Yeah, that's, that's what's wrong with me. You yeah. know, they, these days, they're, they're lowering their standards. And, you know, it's acceptable. But take it back when, you know, back in the 70s, 60s, you know, 
and, and you came home with, with a big old uh, well-looking woman, they, they, your friends would clown you. Your parents would clown you. Even even if you had, you know, gotten her pregnant, you were clowned by the whole community because it was abnormal. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it now being big is popular in America. We got 65% of Americans who are overweight, um, with, with 40% of them being obese. In the black community, 70% of the women and, you know, are overweight while uh, 51% are obese, and it's become acceptable to be overweight or obese, and it's it's also become acceptable to um, our our social circles to walk down the street with something that looked like she she needed to be uh, wrestling or something, you know? Yeah, that's that's true, because I was to one of the blog talk radio shows, and the woman was saying, you know, when she was growing up, yes, you wouldn't see no big woman around here like that, because that, that was not cool in the community like that. But now it's just like people are like, hey, I don't give a damn. And I know this stuff, you know, it's like they go through going out to eat and this and that, but when it comes to eating healthy food, it's, nah, it doesn't taste right, you know. Right, right. And my and, boy and told they, me, he, he did some research that they, they do put stuff in the food. Man, hey, they might come after me for talking like this, but, hey, I don't give a damn. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they put stuff in the food where it makes you addictive to go eat it. You might not even be hungry, but you're just addicted to it. Oh, yeah, all, the, yeah. all those artificial ingredients, man, all the yeah. high fructose corn syrup and all that other stuff, man. Yeah, never like well, don't no, super size. We gotta list that stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and that stuff is just as addictive as uh, nicotine and caffeine. You know, right. so yeah, th- that is definitely the truth. But another another aspect of it is, you know, you're not if you're a woman who's who's overweight. You know, back in the day, if you were just twenty pounds overweight, you were ostracized. That's not the case anymore. You know, you know, not with all this uh, programming in the '90s, talking about some, you know, ex- accept the others just because they're bigger doesn't mean they don't have feelings and don't have a heart. You know, because of all that programming in the '90s, you know, now we got a bunch of people who who, who are more accepting of um, these big people. You know, and it's, and, it's, and it's really wrong. But if men would just say, you know what, I ain't dating no big old thing like that, you know. If more men would say that, they would they would slim down real quick. Cause they I think about, I think, I think part of it is, too, is how TV talks about sex everywhere and they're like, damn, I'm horny as hell. I need to stick my dick up in something, you know. I think that's how it is some way as well, too. Not all guys, because, hell, I don't, I don't do that shit, you know. <laughs> But it's just like how you see, like, you can flip a channel. You can turn on CNN, BET, especially BET. You can turn on any channel and it's talking about some type of form of sex or what a woman has on. They're like, damn, damn horny, you know? You're right. It's like if you limit yourself from looking at all that sex, they can control your urges instead of just sticking your dick up in everything. I'm, yeah, oh, and, you know, and, and people, people are... It's got people to the point where they're controlled by sex, and they think that, oh, I'm not a man if I'm not banging this many women in one week, or 
or a month or whatever, you know, because of uh, all the all the programming and stuff, you know, related yeah. to that. But the ironic thing is, all those all those sex shows are really ge- mm-hmm. geared toward women, you know, like the uh, the sex talk with Sue Johansson with the old white woman holding Jill oh. and stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that woman. <laughs> that woman to go away. I told Alexa Tyler, I said, "Look, man, you need to take her show right there." I, I could see her talking about this stuff. Then she, Sue, oh man. It's like grandma sitting there telling me about the dudes and the homes. Yeah, man. Yeah, she off the hook, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. But here, here's one I really wanted to address. You know, even though I, I say that this list was written by one of them simp dudes who ain't got no backbone, who won't, you know, check his woman when she started doing this stuff, who uh, tolerates this type of behavior, it's it's one it's one um you know it's number fourteen that I sort of agree with and it's it's it talks about being a don't take a mess sister you know he says that this is a very large problem with black women in our community these black females act like a cartoon of a ghetto the dairy shot sounds like you got cut off. Shy, uh oh. Shy, if you still there, uh, I'm gonna send you my number to call in so I can put you on speaker as well. All right. I think he was going in there. I don't know what's going on, man. It's crazy. But yeah, man, what do you think about it? Man, I mean, I'm I'm with y'all, you know. I'm I'm just listening in, just trying to soak it all up. But uh, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, like I like I said, man. I mean, I I, I tend to agree with just the overall fact that, you know, just based on if we can. I mean, if if we just have more standards, and so far as you know what we accept, as far as weight, as far as how people act, you know, naturally have an overall effect because, you know, if um, if we stop accepting a lot of bad behavior, bad treatment, you know, overweight, sassy-talking sisters, then I think on the other hand, you know what I mean, um, they'll step their game up, you know, and, and vice versa. You know, it's, you know, I don't want to, because I get a lot of, just by me commenting on a lot of Shy's blogs, I've been getting emails, you know, angry emails and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I don't have a show or anything. So, you know, I'm not not just beating up on the sisters. I mean, it, it goes both ways. But, yeah, you know, I, a lot of times how, how you only hear the female side. You don't really hear the side coming from the brothers. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I called in today because, you know, you really don't hear shows like this. And you definitely won't hear it on TV. You know, you got Oprah, Tyra, and everybody else out there, you know, kind of have to yeah, it's crazy. play it fair, you know. So, I mean, people people lose their minds sometimes. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't worry about it too much. I mean, I wish Shy's phone didn't hang up or whatever. I don't know what what happened to the glitch. It was blodge talk or whatnot. But I mean, if people can address and look at what's going on, accept the blame instead of shifting it somewhere else, things will work out pretty well. I mean, to me, I think it is is pretty good. But I mean. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I tell people, I mean, 
you gotta because you gotta notice the trend that's going on throughout the decades, mm-hmm. and people are just like, well, oh well, you know, I can do this, you know, I can do anything I want to, and right. to me, I'm like, I mean, you can do anything you want to, but should you do it? Because I mean, it's it's your life, it's what you want. It's always should be like what they say with the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. You should always go for it, but you shouldn't have to sell yourself out to right, get it. Right. But right. you got people out here that are like, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You're always on some stuff. I mean, it's it's real crazy. Yeah, and on that level, that kind of kind of reminds me of something because I'm on that level. You know, I've had. A friend in the past, I'm thinking about somebody in particular, one of my boys. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, back back when I was in school, he used to he used to talk about, you know, like, you know, he he was okay with the females. He wasn't no uh no supernova mm-hmm. or anything, but uh, you know, he was all right. But every once in a while he would say, you know, I'm kinda going through a slump. I'm not really, you know, getting what I want or whatnot. So he would have these girls on the side that he would call slump busters. <laughs> and these were the type of females, you know, that he would never take out in public, you know, just the type he would just bring over to, I guess, quote-unquote, break his slump. And that was just something that, you know, I mean, I've I've had some, you know, I had my symphony days, but I could never just get on that level where some of these females, he couldn't even bring them in public, man. He would just kind of, you know, just kind of hide them, just, you know, throw a paper bag over their head, so to speak. You know, sneak him into the crib, do what he had to do, and then he'd be good. You know that that we can't we can't be doing that, man. I mean, that okay, that's the sort of thing that back, we just yeah. cannot have. You know? Yeah, man. Now, Shaw, you back? Yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm uh, back uh, like a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, like like we were saying before you you ran off. Uh, we're just saying, man. People do things, you know, especially with the standards. They saying, "Well, I know this is right, but I don't want to do it because I don't feel like it." And sometimes I tell people this: I like, look, if you want to be looking for the pursuit of happiness, you don't have to sell yourself out to get it. But you got a lot of people, both male and female, especially some of the females out here, they will open their legs up in a heartbeat if they know they think they can bank that nigga for real. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the the baby daddy trap, I believe. One oh, yeah. tactics. Yeah, I want to talk about that right there. <laughs> mm. I mean, what do you think about that, Shaw? The baby daddy trap. I mean, it, it's the oldest trick in the book. Um, and these days, with, with the new laws that have been uh, passed over the years, you know, this is also what they consider a beneficial trap. You know, now now they can file child support, you know. Mm. But but at the same time, it all goes back to, um, you know, well, let, let, me, let me just explain this first. With the baby daddy trap, it, it's, it's detrimental for women for a couple reasons. One, mm-hmm. if they're doing this to keep the man around, you know, a lot of times they're going to be disappointed because men aren't naturally emotional. You know, they're not naturally 
uh, nurturing. That those aren't my qual. Those aren't our qualities. Those are female qualities. Those are feminine qualities. So just because a life has been brought into this world, won't keep them around. So women yeah. need to start grasping that concept and 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 stop falling for that you know that that old trick. Because back in the day, the only reason why a lot of dudes stuck around is because they were forced to. They were in shotgun marriages. The father would come up to the house with that shotgun. Oh, your brain out, boy. I don't care if he is yours or not. You getting married. Right. You know, now there's no shotguns. You know, there there's no uh, father's coming up to the men, you know, pulling pistols on them or anything like that. <laughs> so men are going to do, you know, now they got this freedom to run. They have an option to run, so they're going to. Yeah. You know, if they don't want to stick around, of course. You know, and I'm not saying that this is indicative of uh, all men who who get their women pregnant. You know, I'm not saying this at all. But I'm saying that I'm saying this is the reason why, it's it's not a effective tactic to keeping them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know some girls. I remember one guy I used to chat with. He said, "This woman told me, why don't you take off the hat? It feels much better. I want you to nut up in me.'" He like what? <laughs> mm. He was like, "Man, I had play like I did." I said, "Man, you crazy?" And she was trying to keep him around because he's about to go move away. He was going down to Atlanta, and she figured that she can go down there with him using this trap as a ploy to get him. Like, come on, come on, baby, come on, you don't need those. But I'm like, hell no. And then some girls I, I chat with, I don't, I don't mess with them like their head because when they start telling me about this shit, that, that's a red alert right there. Yeah. Let me get my ass back, back 100 miles away. <laughs> mm-hmm. She uh, basically comes out and tells me that, you know, she want to have a baby because she feels like it's the, it's the right time to do it again because she's married and stuff. But she feels like her son needs to have a child, not a child, but a, a, a sibling, basically. And But she say, well, I'm going to come off birth control. I said, have you talked to your husband about it? No, I don't plan on to. I said, but you don't know what the situation would be if you told him to. Well, if it happens, I can always move back home with mom or grandma. You, you can't do that. What do you think? Well, um, you know, and... And Chris Rock has discussed this stuff, you know, in, in mm-hmm. comedy. He says that, you know, men lie, mm-hmm. but women tell bigger lies. They they are more deceptive. This is why, fellas, don't don't play them deceptive games. Because if you if you come at her with the truth and the truth only and a blunt truth, she's gonna have to respond with the truth. You know, mm-hmm. don't come at her like. You want a relationship when you just want to, you know, get a nut off. But with this, with this being said, you know, women are more deceptive. They'll do things like, "Well, I'll just uh, go off of birth control and he won't know," or "I won't discuss this with them. I'll just put this on him." <laughs> this, this is how women lie. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. But but here's the thing. They they always talk about how there's no communication in the relationship. Oh, gee. That's 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm not the smartest man around, but I think that's some pretty uh, foul lack of communication. Mm-hmm. What's y'all thoughts on that? Mm. I, I I think that it's beat up too, because I say you shouldn't do that. You know, you tell me, well, I know I'm at a risk. You know, if I get older, I I might not be able to have a baby and stuff. So I want to do it now. But I said, why don't you tell him that? He don't believe the doctors. I say, just get a second opinion, a third opinion, maybe a fourth, maybe fifth. But, I mean, don't trick him and tell me, oh, the birth control didn't work when you came off of it. Tell me, you know, well, I'm sorry. And men aren't aren't stupid. Well, they they don't stay stupid, at least, if they are. They don't (laughs) stay stupid. They realize what happened, you know. Right. And when they realize what happened, what they do is, is they get very scornful and bitter. You know, yep. they, they the, the value of that woman that they're with that they thought was their world, her value diminishes. Now she's just seen as, you know, someone he lives with or someone he screws a couple times a week. That That's why employing a baby daddy trap actually um, actually – it's one of the biggest factors in this war between black men and black women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it divides both genders because <clears throat> because you are using these underhanded tactics. You know, but, yeah, but women don't want us to talk about, you know, what's going on. They just want to talk about how how men are dogs and stuff. You know, no, let's talk about the whole picture, the whole story. You know, the only way the only way we're gonna solve this is if both sides, you know, get angry discussing all the ba- all the open truths and secrets that's going around and coming to solutions to them. You know, I never said that this stuff would be uh, easy to swallow. It, I mean, I find it pretty a pretty hard pill to swallow that seventy percent of um, of all new HIV cases are uh, being contracted by black women. That's a very hard pill to swallow. I don't want to say, well, black women are just bad. I got to deal with black women who are in this, who are uh, a part of this epidemic. You know, that affects me directly. I don't like saying that. Yeah, that's true, man. That's real tough. To me, I think that's that's immature, too, because if you bring a child in the world, Y'all need to talk about that. Don't be like, oh, I forgot to get on my birth control. Or, oh, you know, I forgot to take my pill or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you really, when you do that, that's serious because that, that deals with money. To me, that twines with money because what if this person can't afford to, to take care of that child like that? Then you mad. Why should you be mad when you, you use that ploy to trap them? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it puts a strain on any. I mean, that would put a strain on any relationship. Right. That puts a strain. That's a, that puts an unforgivable strain in that relationship. Just like women never really forgive a man for lying, you know, because that's a cardinal sin with women when you start when you start lying to them for over and over habitually. With, with men, you know, that's a unfor, that's a cardinal sin that you just cannot commit. Because once you commit that cardinal sin. He doesn't forgive it until that child is grown. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, you know, there there really no consequences 
for her actions if she goes off on that, you know, and that, that's that's way bigger than lying. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, you're dealing with money, you're dealing with bringing in a whole other life into the world, so. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, and if you can just do it out. all willy-nilly and get away with it, like, oops. Yeah. You know, my bad. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't your baby. Or, oops. <laughs> you're not the father. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maury. Damn, it was Leroy, your brother. My bad. <laughs> And and I, and my question to the women is how um, straightforward, how upfront, how honest is that? You know, using your children as pawns. Because basically, that's what she's doing: using your reproductive um, your reproductive abilities, you know, as a pawn. That child becomes a pawn to keep the man instead of you being a good woman keeping that man. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're a good woman, and, you know, that that's they're not easy to find these days, but if you're a truly good woman and that man is, is ready to be in a monogamous relationship or a lifelong relationship, he's going to have as many babies as he can afford with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, know? Though, my mom was telling me this. She was like, look, man, what? Like, I can't tell you what you can do and what you can't do, but hell, if I wish you'd better wrap your dick up, exactly how she told me. <laughs> better wrap it up in my day. She's scaring about working in a fast food joint the rest of my life if I get a baby. You know, I'm only like <laughs> 12, 13. Like, you know, boy, you bust around. You're going to be working here. <laughs> and, and here's you my people, question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll say, you know, I didn't know better. I'm like, hell, you know, damn, these people mad as hell working up in here. It's like, hell no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they drop, they drop the uh, fries and it's greasy flying all over the place. <laughs> you know, I, I done got popped a couple times as a teenager trying to make some extra money. But... <laughs> but but here's here's my question to you guys, you know, because I know this has been my experience with with a lot of women, you know, regardless of uh, social class, um, in well, basically social class and income is pretty much goes hand in hand, regardless of social class, upbringing, um, regardless of race, uh, to a certain extent. A lot of, you know, most of the women, and I ain't talking about just, you know, 6 out of 10 either. I'm talking about the huge majority of women that I've been with sexually. Even Mm -hmm. during the first time having sex or in the first time uh, in the process of having sex, they've never asked for a condom. They never questioned whether or not I had one. I mean, thinking back, I can only think of two women who have uh, questioned whether or not I have a condom. One was in high school, when you know, back when I was in high school, of course, and one was when I was in my first year of college. Crazy, we're, we're talking about people under 20. But ever since, but, you know, all my other women that I've been with, they've never questioned it or even giving it a thought as to whether or not I have a condom on or not, or whether I have one with me. And if I had stuck it in, I'm sure they wouldn't have questioned that either. 
Mm-hmm. Has that been you guys' experience? Yeah. Dealing with women. I people <laughs> like that before. I had people like that before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they act like they don't care, and then they get mad if they get something, you know? And whose fault is it? <laughs> you know? But I had I had a few that was like, you know, you got a head or whatever. No love, no glove. But some be like, oh, go ahead and stick it in. Like, Whoa! <laughs> I don't know you like that, girl. <laughs> What about you, flying this? Yeah, same thing. Matter of fact, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, my approach is a little different with 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 some of these females. You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll test one. You know, especially if she's like a, you know, like in the jump off category. You know, not nothing serious, just you know, from with benefits. And every once in a while, you know, I'll have a condom in my hand or in my back pocket, but I'll just, you know, I'll act like it. Like you know, I'll, I'll get a little close and just to see if she flinches or, or does something and you know time and time again it it's never an issue you know and, and every once in a while i'll bring it up i'll say you know what if i just do it in oh i would have i would have said something i would have said something you know and, and that doesn't really fly with me you know what i mean i mean i just you know i'm, I'm agreeing with you and there, there are a lot of times a lot of women will will say you know as soon as it starts to go there she'll say oh yeah you, you know you, you got to have something you know, I respect that, but though I would say the majority of the time, you know, it just seems like that's just never an issue. So, you know, I mean, it, it's crazy, crazy man. Because you got to protect yourself. That's how I said you have to protect yourself. Yeah. And they're not doing that. Be like, well, it's up to the man. No, everyone must protect themselves. Yep. And I posted this on um. I think it was Mel's blog. I, I listed out. I, I did some research. One on Google. I think there's um, like 12 methods of birth control. Mm-hmm. You know, on the male side, of course, you got the condom, you got the vas- vasectomy. And, that, and, of course, the vasectomy, that does nothing for STDs. And then on the woman's side, you got, you know, the pill, the patch. I learned the other day one of my female friends was telling me something about a Nuva ring. Y'all heard about that? Uh-huh, but... Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, I think it's like a. I think it's in a form of a circle, and the woman inserts it into her vagina, and it just stays there. It's kind of non-obtrusive, you know, and it's it's 99% effective. You know what I mean? They're, they're giving that higher marks than the than the pill. Wow. God, yeah. So I'm like, man, you got all this stuff, and so it, it's it's up to both parties. If the woman ends up pregnant, if anybody's mad, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's the responsibility is shared, and I hear it all the time, and it, it, you know, it really gets me upset that it's always the man's fault. You know, well, he should have been wearing protection. He should have, you know, it's it's all these baby makers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they always talk about all these men just going around making babies, but right, hey, we ain't got that many options. <laughs> I don't got more options. I mean. Y'all got a a thousand percent more options than we do. Right. Once the condom breaks, we're done. We're out the equation. We yeah. can't do nothing but spike your drink or throw you down the stairs or something. You know. I know that. I don't mean that. That's okay. I'm just y'all. Yeah, we we we, we at the mercy of your uterus. <laughs> right. <laughs> <At that point. laughs> 
At least one that throw you in bed. So come on, let's do it. Right. <laughs> Get all aggressive and beat you up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, she hit me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to make those choices. I mean, people don't want to make those choices. That I don't know. I mean. Hey, it ain't like you took a gun. Like, let me get it like this. Right. So, hey. Now, I, I wanted to ask a question to you guys. Because I'm, I'm sure you guys already know what how I feel about it. Um, do you do you guys think that uh, black women have atti- more attitude problems and attitudes in general than women of other ethnicities? Oh, boy. And if so, is that an issue? Is that a huge uh, factor into why uh, there's this uh, division between black men and black women? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to let 845 go on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on it? Man, um, see, my experience, I def- I, it depends on the uh, the demographic of black women. I think it, it, it all depends. I've had... I'll say this first. I've had a lot of positive experiences as far as um, dating black women uh, who mm. weren't bro- weren't born in the U.S. I just came from a trip from uh, Montreal. Went to Caravana up there a few weeks ago. Met a ton oh, wow. of black women who were cooperating. No, no attitude. No, you know, just didn't didn't give me lip all that. I, you know, I could say hello and get a friendly, genuine hello back. And and that's something, you know, I live in the New York area. You know, I go down to the city, man, and that's kind of unheard of. You know what I mean? Sure. But at the same time, it, it, it does kind of depend on the demographic because usually if, I, if I'm approaching, you know, a woman who, who clearly came from a two-parent home, you know, or, you know, she's college-educated, Many times, not all the time, but the percentage is usually higher than I'll that I'll get a uh, you know respectful reply or, or some co- cooperative dialogue going. So, but I mean, overall, I'm gonna say yeah. If it's a yes or no answer, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, the attitude just seems to be there. I mean, it's it may be society. It's it's, it's just this whole civil war we got going on. Yeah, I think that needs we need to get that fixed, man, for real, man. Because yeah. what, what's gonna happen tomorrow? What's what's the next generation gonna be like? Hell, yeah, it's gonna be extinction to what I see it as. Because hey. either it's gonna be it's gonna be like the planet of the Simps or something. I ain't trying to live here when this shit goes down, or it's gonna be the other way around when this when the return of true men come, you know, and we can guide these women. Right, because, I mean, we're doing our stuff, but it's not enough of us, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. It's not enough of us, because, you know, if if the man leads, the man leads, and he's doing right, he's doing what he's supposed to do right, she's going to follow. I mean, I ain't saying we're going to go out there and do some Conan and knock people over, and, like, look, you follow me, I'll knock you out. (laughs) But, you know, we're basically, you know, she should automatically pick up on that because it's, it's dealing with the media as well, too. Because media is really playing a major part in it, too. Because media is basically a control of information sent through the TV or newspapers or whatnot. And they're showing you what they want you to see. I 
mean, I wish people could wake up and see that, but not everyone's going to want to wake up to that. They want to live in, in what I call the matrix. <laughs> and, and you know, and you know, kind of getting back to a point that um, that was on uh, the list, it all goes back to being one of those, it all goes back to black women, uh, not all black women, by the way, you know, because I, too, have had a lot of great experiences with black women as well. But it all goes back to a lot of uh, black women feeling that they have to be this I don't take no mess type of sister when, you know, and, I, and I'm going to give you an example here. Uh, yesterday I was, uh, you know, over at IM with this, uh, with this chick, Black chick, um, you know, she, she supposedly had uh, accomplished a few things in her life as far as education, career, etc. Okay, whatever, right? Yeah. And um, I was just telling her because I was kind of frustrated with with with, the, with uh, some of the simp's, kind of like what we were talking about now, you know, mm-hmm. kind of questioning, um, you know. Not not just having a legitimate question when when I uh, say something, but you know, kind of questioning me uh, disrespectfully, because uh, you know, it was this one woman. She wrote a blog, and the story goes that uh, you know she had encountered this really nice looking dude at the riverboat, and then everyone was kind of you know it was kind of a tense you know moment for about five minutes, and this uh, dude. Who uh, was who was uh, obviously heterosexual came up to this man and said, "Damn, you you're a nice looking guy. Even I fuck you, you know." And everybody just started rolling. It kind of broke the ice. So this this dude came on her blog and said, "Well, you know, that's not fair that you know men are so much cooler with that because if if a if a man would approach a woman and said, well, said the same thing." You know, she'd be offended, throwing her drink in his face and, and calling security or a bouncer or whatever. And I was just basically saying that, you know, that could work. That line could work, actually, you know, depending on the type of female you are uh, stepping up to. If she's a high-quality female, it would actually work better on her. And she would be so shocked to hear it that she wouldn't be – Thinking about getting no bounces or, or you know, pulling out her mace, right? Or pulling out her mace or anything. Right. Now she may give you a knee jerk reaction, like you you're awfully crass, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But she won't be, uh, <laughs> she'll be too shocked to get anybody. She won't know exactly what to do, even if she is turned on. But uh, I was I was communicating that point, and I was I was just kind of saying, like, I'm frustrated with these dudes just kind of questioning me, you know. And um, then she jumped in, well, that wouldn't work on me. I know if a man came up to me like that, I would cuss him out, and then I would call security, you know. And, and, that, and that proves my point. That proves, that wasn't my point, but that proves this guy's point about women having these attitude problems, you know. Why do you feel the need to curse the man out? Yeah, I had I know, that dealing with it. Go ahead, Sean. Because, you know, I have come across women that boldly before, and I've had some who really weren't interested in me and who really were offended with me. 
But their reaction was more along the lines of, no, I'm cool. (laughs) I don't really like you like that. And they're trying to walk away. You know, they're trying to avoid me. You know, a lot of times when them girls start throwing fits and everything, they're at least entertain that idea of doing it. But that's another issue. But why do black women feel the need to get the attitude when they can just get security or just walk away? <laughs> you know, and and that can that contributes to the problem. Yeah, I mean, and here this woman, well, it wouldn't work on a on a low. It would only work on a low quality woman because a high quality woman would curse him out and let him know where he really stand and 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 get security or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I don't let them get to them bad, too. But one girl trying to talk junk to me, telling me this and that, just because she gave me the pussy doesn't mean you got my ass whipped. <laughs> I don't let them know that, for real. Now, look at me like I'm crazy, because I'm basically saying your pussy has no power. Because some people say, it's kryptonite to me. It's kryptonite. Oh, get that shit away from my face. That don't faze me. <laughs> Go. That's what some of them think, because that's what happened to some of my boys, too. It's like when they got that ass, they end up being like, man, I got to do what she's saying. She get the attitude. He's like, okay, and they, they go in the corner, and you tell them, damn, what's happening to you, boy? Shut up. You don't know. It's, she really loved me. If she loved you, why would she disrespect you in front of all your people? They don't think like that. Mm-mm-mm. But it's yeah, crazy. They need, they need a man up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said, because, hell, hell that, that woman ain't going to make you like that. You know what I'm saying? You need a woman's going to respect. I mean, y'all supposed to have respect for one another, but she ain't going to come off disrespecting you. You ain't did nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you cuss her out, you call her a bee in front of all her homegirls, I'm going to say she can flip out on but you didn't do nothing. And you basically come out with your best hand out, like you did, your hand. <laughs> And she she just smacks you around and shit. Nah. And you're like, baby, nah. why why are you why are you smacking me around, baby? Well, come on, baby, how can we work this out? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to end up like my my boy's uh, stepdad. <laughs> that, yeah. that that was Dang. just wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. And that's true, man. I have true stories. I always tell people, because they, they be thinking this is humorous, but it's really true where I get these stories from. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to remember that one for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to get a picture and put it on my space so y'all know what I'm talking about. Man. So, so it's all good. Now, what about this breaking down brothers? I mean, I mean, what do y'all think? I mean, is that is that what we we were talking about more? Or, I mean, what do y'all think about that? Because I mean, uh, they got this negative view about us, but it's through media too. You got to think about it because they don't show professionals really. Not a lot of professionals. You know how we had a Cosby show and have professionals like Bill Cosby as the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Or Philip Banks as the lawyer. They don't really show that. I mean, they show these other images like a thug or a criminal, and that's supposed to be the role model of a black man. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I mean, I look at it this way. There, you know, the media has a big influence on it because you only seen 
the you know, how many of those shows have we ever had? How many Cosby shows? I ain't talking about that new Cosby show. I'm talking about the one through the 80s and the 90s, in, in the early 90s. How many of those in Fresh Princes have we had? Right. One of each. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any any carbon copies. Mm-hmm. We ain't even had no no reunions or anything. We just had those images, and then BET, with their playing Minister Society a thousand times every weekend. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's crazy. And then not only that, you got all these books, uh, dissing black men. You know, J.L. King, you know, I'm not a violent man, you know, and I I know I'm kind of putting myself at risk by saying this over the air, but I would never attend a book signing of his because if I I caught him face to face, I'd probably choke the hell out of him. (laughs) You know, for... (laughs) Yeah, so man, it's like they're talking about the download phenomenon. That no, no. What what happens to the the white people, or the Asian people, or the Hispanic people? Why it's gotta be download brother? You know what I'm saying? Because it has to do with brothers. That's that's what it is. And, and I mean, they, they make it a top. It should be if if they're doing it, closet homosexual or whatever. Don't make it as a certain thing. Oh, he's a download brother. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear that's a download white dude. Don't say that. Right. I mean, I remember my eighth girlfriend tried to say that to me one time because she read the book and she said, "I don't know about you. I have to check." I said, "Bitch, if you ever said it to me again," and she, "Oh, you're not like that." I said, "I know." <laughs> right. I mean, oh man, that's crazy. And here's the thing: that book was written without any uh, statistical data done. They always come at me with, "Well, where's your uh, statistics?" Where's your surveys? Where's your studies? Well, that book was written with no study done, with no uh, academic uh, findings behind it. it. It was just a ploy on black women's emotion, and it's so yeah. because it appealed to their emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Oh shit, it, these these guys ain't shit anyway." So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm make sure I buy this book to see what's going on. And no wonder I got chlamydia. No, you got chlamydia because you screwing around with three dudes a week with no protection. Right. That's why. Yeah, that's that's so true right there because I'd be like, well, he should already be protected. You know what I'm saying? No. And it's like, like we went back and said, you know, both of y'all need to be protected. <laughs> Hell, before you even stick your dick in there, you better know that person. That's how I see it. That's That's how I look at it, too, yeah. you know. I, mean, I remember some website called YouBetterAskSomebody.com, and they explained how the dude went through all that stuff because the man got a, a CD out explaining what you need to do before you even kiss a woman, things you need to find out because you could be in a lifetime of misery because, you, like you say, women do not have to go through the troubles as a man has to go through if they get in trouble. They get in trouble. It might just be some emotional baggage little slap on the wrist before a guy, this could change his whole life. The rest oh, they got life, resource. You know? mm-hmm. They got they yeah. got they got options. You know, if a woman gets if a woman gets pregnant, she has an option to file for child support. She has an option to get on welfare. Men? <laughs> what uh-huh. option do we have? Get locked up. <laughs> right. Have to get locked up. Get locked. That's it. So, but, um, and, and, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is a, 
be bitter, but this this is the truth. You know, we we have no options, but yet we're blamed. We're maligned. Mm-hmm. We're like they're like, oh, you run around making babies. Oh, you you don't care for your woman. Oh, you don't want to claim her after she got pregnant. But doesn't it take two to make a baby? Yeah, that's true. It takes yeah. two. I mean, it's crazy. Now, what did you think about? You know, I I introduced the girl Lisa on there because she's about to be up and coming singer, and you know, like I was telling people on the air, you know, we need to help support our black people, you know, because you know people people don't want to support one another, and it's like, hey, if I ain't doing it, you shouldn't do it. And I see a lot of females saying no one another, and I see the topic that we're missing out here: hating and not congratulating. What do you say about that right there? Because I see it every day. Man, Flyness, you been a little quiet lately. (laughs) (laughs) What's your thoughts on it, man? Hey, you guys are saying it all, man. I'm just just sitting back. But, uh, no, hating and not congratulating. I mean, that that seems like a, just like a black community problem anyway, you know? I mean, everybody, everybody, we're very selfish, you know, just like, um, I talk about this one all the time because, you know, for for instance, you have a lot of immigrants from other countries, even Jamaicans. I mean, there's a huge community of Jamaicans in New York City and Brooklyn and in the Bronx. You know, they'll come over here with nothing. And, you know, overnight you got, you know, the, these Jamaican restaurants. You got, you know, a lot of Jamaicans are buying up um, a lot of real estate. You know, and they and they have their own communities. They they take care of this stuff. You know, same thing with a lot of Irish and Italian immigrants. You know, the same thing. But it just seems like black folks just can't get it together on the on the black side of town. You got, you know, the the Korean nail shops. You know, you, I mean, it just seems like we're just constantly hating on each other. And there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of examples with us. I mean, there's a few examples of us. You know, banding together and getting things done, but as a collective, it used to be like got that. a lot of work to do. Like you know? Yeah, it used to be like that, but now it's just like, yeah, you know, you can do this by yourself, the media tells you, or, or people tell you, you can do this, but you don't need them, you don't need yeah. them. No, I mean, if black people can get together, we can we can break down this individualism, because, you know, I ain't trying to say you need to do everything that this person tells you, follow him, but if we can break down most of that, and reunite as a race, man, ain't nothing gonna stop us. I'm telling you, <laughs> right, and, right. And I like to add that uh, black people, like like uh, Evan was saying, black people did used to um, band together, used to have you know strong communities and everything. Oh, yeah, back then. Um, but this, but this was during um, this was during the segregation period, unfortunately. Right. You know, and if you guys don't believe me who's listening or who may be tuning in later, you know, downloading the show or whatever, Google Black Wall Street. Right. Google that. Them cats were breaking major bread in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even, yeah. on one website, they even uh, told the story of this uh, woman who was uh, from such a rich family that she didn't even buy clothes from the state. You know, when she wanted her clothes, she would go ahead and fly over to France to to get a French handbag, to get, you know, whatever. 
she would she would fly overseas. That's how that's how much bread these guys were breaking out out there in, in uh, Tulsa. So look that up. Look up your history. You know when 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 we were forced to uh, band together, we had businesses. Mm-hmm. You know we had businesses right after slavery, uh, leading up to the civil rights movement. But you know, from um, I'd say from the '60s all the way up to today, you know we got our ancestors turning in our in their graves. Yeah, probably what the hell, <laughs> you know. And they had a lot more obstacles than we got today. A lot more. Yeah. It's just like people just lost their mind once they got all the stuff. We take stuff for granted. We sure do. So, yeah, it's all good. I know we need to do our thing. We need to get things together. I try to help people. Some people be trying to whatever. He's after something. I'm not after nothing, but making someone step up. Right. So, I mean, we're going to end out on this note right here. I want everyone to give out the information so everyone can go ahead and get in on more information about everyone. You first, Sha. All right. Um, Shottown Flawless. I have a popular Stop Simping blog. Um, go to go to www.stopsimpingmovement.com to access my blog, you know, it redirects to my MySpace blog for the time being. The reason for that, I'm I'm building a whole new uh, website dedicated to the Stop Simping Movement. It's going to have, you know, articles. It's going to have products. It's going to have interviews, radio shows, et cetera, to help you guys stop simping. The definition of a simp, simp, according to dictionary.com, is uh, a fool and a simpleton. Think about that. Again, that's www.stopsimpingmovement.com. And I'm also coming out with an audio special uh, called The Nice Guy's Manual on How to Stop Simping and Attract the Woman That You Really Want. Okay, eight four five. All right, cool. Will I get my own shout out too? Yeah. Hey, all right. Yeah, you suck. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, you can catch me. Uh, you just find me on um any one of Shy's blogs, man. I'm your royal finest. Um, I also have a little quick plug. Um, I I own a video production company. Go out and film um local black college events. And uh, you can get that at uh, Um They're also in my friends list. So uh, you can holler at that. And um, I don't know, just me on a personal tip, um, I'm also, you know, I'm also thinking about, um, I own a domain, howtospit.com. I haven't really done anything with that yet, but uh, just look out for that pretty soon. And lastly, um uh, if you go on YouTube and you put in British Invasion, I'm the uh, first result. And basically, that's me. Um, a couple months ago, I was in Miami, and I met a couple of, um, met a few females from England. I'm just chopping up with them, you know, and uh, you know, just seeing what stuff's about. It was, it was an interesting conversation. It was about um, maybe nine or ten minutes long, it's in two parts. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. 
Okay, okay. Now, for everyone, if y'all want to get in, because that's how I am, I'm going to tell nothing but the truth. My MySpace page is www.myspace.com forward slash mb underscore truth. The Yahoo email is mb underscore truth at yahoo.com for the comments that was made on the show. If you have questions or you would like us to talk about a subject, let us know. You don't have to state your name or whatever. We can hook you up and talk about the issue. Now, for the home site that's still constantly always on construction, it's up and ready. It's http colon forward slash forward slash home dot earthlink dot net forward slash squiggle Luke Brooks 1302. I know that's long, but hey, that's why you can go back and play this over and over again. <laughs> and we got voicemail. <laughs> Voicemail, yes, voicemail. If you got something to say, like I had one homeboy told me about his boy that I had similarly had someone talk about before, you know, because I had a friend that was going through an issue like that. You can always hit me up and we can talk about it. This applies for falling in. The voicemail number is 641-715-3900, extension 33271-POUND. And, again, I also have another show as well, too, that comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This is part of stopping the simping because I'm not going to turn back 30 years ahead of time and look back and, you know, be like, damn, I thought it was worse, it's worse now, and have a planet of simps. We can't have that. <laughs> and it's called Fallen Men. You can get that at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash fallen men. And on that show, we're going to be talking about a subject of simping and tricking. You know, I talk to Shy about this, and I see it everywhere. And I told you, I have friends like that. I don't know if I told you about my friend who gives half his paycheck to his woman. But, hey, that's just one of the stories. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the subject for the next story for that would be serving your country while someone's serving your woman. <laughs> Whoa! And yeah, yeah, I have a story about that. <laughs> I tell you, I have true stories, and it's the truth. And next week's show, we're gonna talk about something about Facebook. We're gonna wind it down a little bit because I know a lot of people are like I can't suck the sentences too much because the truth is, a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie, but hey, I'd rather take a motherfucker than a bullshitter, you know. Right. <laughs> so next week's show. Own nothing but the truth. We're going to talk about honesty. Why front? Why you can be upfront and tell it how it is face to face. A lot of people I don't know if you on Facebook or not, shop or eight four five. I mean, a lot of people on Facebook they got a new application where you got an honesty box. Anyone can say anything about you, but the catch is they don't have to appear to tell you who they are. They can be anonymous, and a lot of people been saying some crooked ass shit. We turn around being your buddy, you know. So oh, wow. I'm gonna I'm address that as well too. So I mean, it's it's all good. But I mean, again, that's gonna be back on our regular schedule program, which is six o'clock p.m. And Fallen Men comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at twelve, and it's a thirty-minute show. 
So I hope everyone enjoyed tonight. And I, I thank y'all for sitting back and talking to me, Sha. I appreciate it, man. We've got to get you back next month with Alexis K. Tyler, man. I got a good subject for you to talk about. <laughs> and I can't wait for that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Eight four five, man. You can come back anytime you want to, man, because you have some good stuff to talk about, man. All right, real talk. All right, then, guys. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. I'm going to go ahead and end it out with a little bit of Marvin Gaye, man. You know, i got to get the vibe right, you know. So talk to y'all later. All right. Peace.